0: A podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure and now with this week's episode your host clinical psychologist Dr. Nazanin Moali hello and welcome to episode 99 of sexology podcast I cannot believe we're almost at 100 episode and don't forget if you want your voice to be featured on episode 100 make sure you're recording your voice and sending it to me. You can let me know what are some of the things you enjoyed about this podcast or what are some of the sex tips that you learned from us that help you with your sex life. Today, we're going to talk about sex and drug. More importantly, we're going to talk about sexual effects of alcohol and uh, recreational drugs. So One thing they might not know about my background, big part of my training and background comes from addiction work. So what happened is I started working completely by accident at the methadone clinic. I kind of interviewed for this facility. It was an eating disorder facility. It was very prestigious. Last minute, it kind of... The facility didn't have the supervisor, like, you know, one month into the training, they told us, like they told my graduate program that we don't offer this training anymore. And um, she, meaning I, needs to find another site, like kind of last minute. And the only other thing that was available was this methadone clinic in East part of LA, about like 35 miles away from my home. And they were opening up at 5 a.m. So I had to start doing therapy at 5 a.m. with clients who were in this harm reduction program. And I didn't know that much about methadone treatment and I was like devastated it was like oh my god I don't know what to do this acute population and uh if I'm honest with you I had this kind of bias that this is not gonna work because you know these people are not gonna get better how can you get better when you've been abusing opioid for like decades and decades and you're in a, a methadone program for a maintenance Anyhow, it turned out it was like life changing. One of the, some of the best work I've done was in that clinic and it helped me to see how resilient people are. These were like people who were like heroin users and they had nothing else going on. They didn't have shelter, they didn't have food, but they were able to work through their addiction and many of them got sober, which was so rewarding and after that i work at different addiction facilities and addiction medicine department at hospitals i said all of that to say you know i have extensive history in the field of addiction and i've seen uh, how excessive drug use can impact people's functioning sex life relationship but that is not the focus of our conversation today I'm going to focus specifically on sexual effect of these drugs. So I'm not here to lecture you whether these drugs are good or bad. It's totally up to you. I have friends and clients that use many of these things recreationally. But I feel when it comes to drugs, most people, they don't have enough information about how the substances impacting their sex lives. So we're gonna talk about alcohol, we're gonna talk about wheat, we're gonna talk about cocaine, LSD, MDMA, all of those things, and how it's impacting people's sexual relationships. So without further ado, uh here's this episode. So first we're gonna start with alcohol. So I personally drink alcohol socially. I'm sure many of you guys drank alcohol and maybe had sex uh, while you were intoxicated. So there are different components when it comes to our sexual experiences and alcohol use. So as most of you know, When you're drinking alcohol, uh, you feel more confidence most of the time. Many of my clients with really bad social anxiety, they feel they can approach uh, women and men at clubs and bars, something that they would absolutely wouldn't have the courage to do. So in that sense, that could be a positive thing. As far as a sexual experience and the physical aspects of things, it's kind of a dose-dependent so what it means that uh, if you have about one or two drinks, you're probably going to just get the kind of like this impact of feeling more confident. At times, people feel a little bit of numbness. But if you kind of overindulge in drinking, it causes some issues with erection. I have many of my clients that they have performance issues when they're drunk. Certainly, I hear from my female clients that they complain about excessive vaginal dryness. And this is also something that research shows. As a side note, I put the link to uh, the references in the show notes for some of these articles that I use for this episode because I just didn't want to focus on my experiences or my clients' experiences. I wanted to make sure that the information I'm sharing with you guys is kind of found by research and backed up by research as well. One other thing that you probably know about alcohol is people tend to engage in more kind of aggressive sexual kind of acts. So several of my clients talked about their partners doing something that they haven't discussed. It wasn't wasn't consensual. For example, one of my clients, she was very traumatized because the partner started choking her, which... Many people do, but again, can you imagine that someone starts choking you without that being part of your erotic template, or you guys have been talking about it? So that was very scary for her. Uh, Recent research showed that 2% of college students in the U.S. report being victim of alcohol-related sexual assault or date rape. Again, it doesn't mean that these people are. I'm not b- blaming the victim. It doesn't mean that they were kind of bringing kind of the assault or rape upon themselves. But when you're intoxicated, it's hard to read the red flags and stop things. So that's also something else you need to be aware of. Back to the kind of sexual dysfunction. You all probably heard about whiskey dick. Funny thing is, one of my friends was telling me that whenever she want to have sex with her partner in parties, the partner is not able to perform. And she was kind of shocked. And I was like, oh, of course, he has a whiskey dick. So when you're drinking chronically and you drink alcohol too much, your erection will be less firm. And many times people are not able to sustain erection interesting fun fact i was looking at this article that was published at uh, 2004 by parsons uh, lab it was talking about how men who have sex with other men tend to feel sexier after getting drunk but and also they are more expressive of their sexuality but this was not something that was kind of translated to heterosexual relationships. I guess men who have sex with other men are more expressive and fun when they're drunk. And that's not something that I guess the rest of population are experiencing, which was interesting. Other thing about alcohol is studies and after studies was talking about how, how we might make decisions that We might regret later we all heard about us or other friends of us or other people in our life making decisions around sex having sex with people that they wouldn't have sex uh, normally but because they were drunk they were less inhibited and they made this decision when I think about sex and alcohol like it feels like everything is more kind of muted so the sensations are dull When I was struggling with pain, I know I shared my story in an episode that was talking about uh, what is sex therapy. So if you haven't heard about that, my story, you can go back and check it. But one of the recommendations that I was keep getting that, well, drink uh, several glasses of uh, wine before sex so you wouldn't feel the pain, which was true. But then you wouldn't feel pleasure as well. So I guess depending on what you want out of sex, that can be a good or bad thing. The other study I was looking at was talking about some, like 15% of the women reported having issues with reaching orgasm while drunk, and about 30 to 40% of women talked about having issues with becoming aroused while, while they're drunk. Uh, so that's something else that I found and also I was talking about how being drunk can be cause so many issues around assault abuse rape incest all of those things that can be very traumatic again if you are drinking alcohol it's important to keep in mind about what are your limits and whether you want to have, sex with a stranger or not because some other thing that I oftentimes hear in my practice are people kind of having sex with others outside their relationship and they cheat on their partners because they were drunk. And so our inhibition is less and you might make decisions that you might uh, regret. The next category of drug I want to talk about cannabis. Some people call it weeds, some people call it marijuana. Now in, in California, it's legal, uh, which can uh, reduce its sexiness. <laughs> because one of the studies I was reading was talking about the fact that it's illegal and it's taboo kind of makes it more sexy. And that plays into kind of people want to have this experience of getting high in their home. And they might become there are going to be more opportunity to be intimate so it would be interesting to see how that equation might change now that it's legal in California. So compared to alcohol actually many of the studies uh, surprisingly was talking about many positive things associated with uh, marijuana use and sex because our body is more sensitive and, many people talking about they're being more tuned into their sensation. So it's like form of mindfulness really being present that can make sex more exciting. Uh, Some of the clients that I have, they're talking about, they, they were sharing with me that they had in past this tingly sensation. They felt feeling they were feeling this like warm sensation. They were uh, when they had sex when they were high, and how that was a, such a positive experience for them. In the contrary, uh, one of the articles was talking about how it is hard for some women to reach orgasm because when you're high, it's hard to focus. And for some people, it requires lots of focus to reach orgasm. So those category of women usually have struggles with reaching orgasm when they're high. But overall, majorities of the studies I was looking and researching uh, was talking about how cannabis use increased sexual desires, But usually, it does not positively impact erection, definitely cause some vaginal dryness and many of the women. So that might be another challenge. The positive thing in comparison to alcohol, it decreases the aggressive attitude. So you're not necessarily going to have those kind of like aggressive behaviors during sex. So hopefully that's like, that wouldn't, like when you're high, you're less likely to engage in non-consensual sexual behaviors, I guess. That's, that, that's what research says. I'm sure there are still occasions that things happens, but it's less likely. Interesting thing, as I was reading about uh, marijuana use and sex is that many of its positive impact it's because people tend to be more sensual. So they do lots and tons and tons of foreplay, and that what that's uh, something that caused an impact their sexual experiences positively. So I guess if you're if you're slowing down and kind of like doing this more of a foreplay, we can see this similar kind of experience when we're not high. So I, th- I, f- I found that interesting. Overall, another study that showed that people reported more post-sex satisfaction than alcohol. So usually just kind of walk of shame, feeling of like uh, worthlessness that some people feel after kind of night, one night stands, uh, followed by a kind of excessive drinking is not associated with getting high. Some people, I guess some women talk about their struggle with achieving orgasm, again, because they're not able to uh, focus. And one other interesting thing is when you're high, your sexual erotic thoughts are heightened. So that that is another positive thing that can play into the fact of uh, making sex more exciting when you're high on cannabis. The next category of the drug I want to talk about are cocaine it's interesting that you know in movies, in TV series, we see this glamorized kind of uh, view of people having sex on cocaine. This kind of like after parties of rock and roll concerts and all of that. But what's interesting is cocaine. The effect has this kind of initial effect, and it has chronic, prolonged effect. So in early stages, it causes sensual restlessness, this feeling of very aroused, you're feeling like this god or goddess, and you want to have sex, and you have this kind of this excessive variety of excitement, what tends to be kind of a tad disappointing for many people is their inability to reach orgasm. So people, you know, sometimes have sex like for hours and they don't reach orgasm. And recently one of my friends was telling me that how horrible it was the experience she had when the partner was a snore coke and it was like, he was having kind of, he was doing this penetration for good like 45 minutes and she felt that was just feeling so it was so painful for me and I just didn't want to do it. And she didn't find it exciting or erotic anymore. One other interesting thing about cocaine and sex, it's also, it's one of those drugs that it's dose dependent. So sometimes it's helpful with sustaining erection, but also if you're going overboard with it, it can prevent erectile response. So you will will lose the erection. It would be hard to gain it back. So something to keep in mind, Uh, women usually report kind of dissatisfaction when they're they're having sex while they're high on coke. So at least that's what most of the studies showed. Some other important thing to keep in mind, very important that cocaine use may lead to issues with uh, lower ejaculatory volume. So your calm will be, as far as the volume, would be less. Chronic use of cocaine uh, may lead to this condition that people might experience a persistent painful erection, which often uh, requires medical assistance to correct and at times may cause permanent damage to the penis. So one of those drugs that chronic use can have significant impact on our sexual functioning. The other issues with chronic use of cocaine is that people likely might experience the kind of anhedonia. So they might not uh, wanna have sex, they might experience less sexual desire, arousal, orgasm. So chronic use you oftentimes leads to some issues around uh, wanting to have sex, period. Next category of the drug I'm talking about are MDMA. So these are kind of, we know them as party drugs, like ecstasy and molly and all of those kind of like Drugs that people take at raves. So as far as their impact, if you never took them, it caused this kind of like your body to feel warmer, your sensation gets heightened. Oftentimes, research shows that when people are taking this substances, they're more likely to engage in unsafe sexual practices. So they might not use condom. I had friends in the past, they shared with me, they contracted SDIs because they usually, they tell me they are very careful people, but because they were high and they were just necessarily not carrying, they had sex with strangers and that caused some issues for them being careful enough Usually what people say, I guess like my male clients say that they cannot necessarily perform well when they are at the peak of being high on MDMA, but when they're slightly, when they come down, it's easier for them to perform sexually. Most people report they reach orgasm later but they get this kind of intense sensation when they reach orgasm. And there's a subcategory of people that they talk about having struggle with reaching or- orgasm while they're high on ecstasy and MDMA. So overall, it can impair your sexual performance, but also in contrary, you might experience more sexual desire. Mm-hmm. The next category are amphetamines. Many of my clients describe them as this kind of feeling of heat in their bodies. I was looking at, so I never use amphetamines. So I have no clue how you might feel on it, but I was looking at the studies and there are kind of mixed reviews, for lack of a better word, mixed results in the studies as far as how amphetamines impacting our sexual uh, functioning. Uh, some some of the re- studies found that people reported a diminishing sexual feeling. Some people say it's not impacting them as much. Uh, some people talked about kind of having this more intense kind of feeling of sensation and heightened sensation. Usually uh, when people are regular users of amphetamine, they can kind of develop this feeling of like decreased sexual sensation. So something to keep in mind and similar to cocaine, long-term use might lead to prevent hedonia, not wanting to have sex, uh, lack of sexual arousal and overall poor sexual functioning. Last category I'm gonna talk about is hallucinogens. Uh, hallucinogens, such as LSD, magic mushroom. These are the substances that can distort your perception Oftentimes when people are high on this, they feel, see, hear things that are not there. Some people say like it intensifies color. Many people experience these drugs to not necessarily increase their libido, but overall enhance their sexual experience. It's funny that it was, I was—I found this study that was done in 1977 in San Francisco, and they found that it was kind of extensive, a kind of widespread study, and they found that people reported a uh, hallucinogen as a third substance that taken to make sex better. I guess number one and two were marijuana and coke. So apparently this is something going on for like, I don't know, 50, 60 years. One interesting things about LST is its ability to enhance our sexual fantasies. And oftentimes, the more wild and creative our fantasies are, that can be a helpful tool to have better sex. As far as the performance, LSD uh, usually rates kind of poor in terms of achieving and maintaining erection. And also people have issues with controlling ejaculation. Again, depending on what kind of a trip you're having, you may experience extremely positive or negative perception of sexual functioning. So if you're in this kind of very scary place, obviously you might not want to get kind of focused on sex and you don't want to have sex. So that's kind of a downside of being uh, high on hallucinogens and uh, wanting to have sex. So I guess that's all I have from different categories of the drugs and their impact on sexual functioning. I'm kind of curious to see what have been your experiences, if it's different than the research that I found. If you want to read more about this uh, research studies, you can go to the show notes. Also, if you're using the substances that's not working for you. Sometimes it's not as easy as saying, like, Oh, I'm just going to stop it. So if you want to work with someone that help you to do a kind of more moderation approach or stop completely, I can certainly help you with that. As I shared with you, I, I've done research and also clinical work in this area. Uh, so you can just give me a call if you're in living in United States or you can just go to my website and book initial consultation appointment. Again, as always, I'm so grateful that you guys are listening to this show and I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.